0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network,
1: your team every day. What's happening, everybody? It is the third Saturday in October. That means we are previewing the biggest SEC game of the week. That's Alabama versus Tennessee, Jalen Melrose versus Joe Milton. Who can lead his team to a monster victory? Locked On SEC crossover edition starts now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. This episode presented to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Use our promo code locked on college. That'll get you uh, your first deposit match up to $100 daily. Fantasy sports made easy over at Prize Picks. I'm Chris Gordy, host of Locked On SEC. Joining me for the crossover today is Eric Kane, host of Locked On Vols, and Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama, a monster, monster matchup this week. Gentlemen, how are you?
2: You're doing well. Excited
1: for the third Saturday in October, for sure.
0: Happiest actually on the third Saturday (laughs) in (laughs) October.
1: Yeah, sometimes we don't – the calendar, we don't get it right sometimes. But uh, it is fun how this falls. And, of course, this is one of the biggest games between, you know, an SEC East and SEC West team. Uh, In the grand scheme of things, normally this game doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot in the standings on who's going to go to Atlanta. But this year with Bama already having a non-conference loss, uh, you know, we'll see – what what falls here over these next couple of weeks. Obviously, uh, Tennessee's got the in-conference loss to an East foe in Florida already, but uh, plenty to play for, plenty on the line. Let's start with you, Eric, as we start kind of these things all the time. What's the biggest storyline for Tennessee, you think, coming into this week? Yeah, it's
2: been a couple of different things. I mean, Tennessee's defense has taken a massive step and had a great showing against a so the defense is is a storyline for sure, getting after the quarterback the run game, I mean what it did against AM, what teams, Alabama included, couldn't do against AM, what Tennessee did do on the ground against AM was pretty impressive last week. And uh, Jalen Ride's definitely a storyline. But I mean, honestly, it's the it's the most important position in all of sports. It's the it's the uh, most popular and most important. So the main storyline for Tennessee, even coming off a a big win at home that you needed is the quarterback play in Joe Milton and and how it needs to be better for Tennessee to win a game like this on the road, and and certainly win some of those big games on the schedule. Georgia and some more, you know, down the line. So I think the biggest storyline is I mean, obviously you got the win. You're 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 in a good spot. You certainly have a chance in this football game, but you need your quarterback to pick up a little bit of slack. in, in Joe Milton,
1: Luke for uh, Alabama. What's the biggest storyline in, in your mind this week?
0: Yeah, I mean, he sort of stole my thunder. I mean, the quarterback is the most important position in all the sports, if you ask me, and I think it's going to come down to that. Look, these two quarterbacks are kind of similar. I mean, big arms, very athletic, mobile enough. Um, In fact, I I mean, I think maybe Melrose a little bit more mobile overall uh, and maybe a little faster, but both have uh, some accuracy issues at times. Um, They have this – close to the same number of interceptions, close to the same number of uh, touchdowns. Uh, Milrow oddly has actually thrown for more yards. Uh, I know that the nation probably doesn't feel that way, but it's true. And he's played one fewer game, but the biggest difference is Milrow has been sacked. I believe it's 26 times and uh, Milton's only been sacked eight times. And now that's a reflection on the offensive line as well as the quarterback. But, uh, that's something that's got to change for this. So, I mean, I think if you're talking about two keys for Alabama, it's going to be offensive line improvement somehow, some way, against a team like Tennessee that is very good at rushing the passer. And also, Milro, who's been growing game by game, maybe not at the pace everybody wants him to grow, but he's been growing game by game while his floor has remained about the same. Um, I, he's got to know to throw the ball away a little bit more this time instead of taking sacks and costing Alabama yardage.
1: Guys, before we get into uh, more of the elements on this on this matchup and, you know, the key matchups we're going to be looking at, Eric, kind of assess Tennessee uh, on what you've seen throughout them through uh, the first few weeks of this season. Because it is kind of funny. We talked about preseason what we thought Alabama would be. And we said, oh, going to be strong defensively and dominant run game. It's kind of what Tennessee has become is <laughs> strong yeah. defensively and dominant run game. And not so much, you know, Joe Milton being the second coming of Hendon Hooker.
2: You're exactly right, Chris. And, Luke, I couldn't agree more. I, I might do on my Friday show just a segment solely just on Milton versus Milro because I think they're so similar. Um, I've been super surprised by Milro this year, and more on that later on. But, Chris, to answer your point or to answer your question, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought, a lot of us thought that Tennessee's defense would take a step, and it certainly has taken a step. Uh, that step has come from the defensive line. It's The step has come from the edges getting after the passer and when you can consistently get after the passer and you don't have to bring pressure from the second third layer then that's going to make your secondary a whole lot better i mean look at look at kamal hadden all right he's, he's made some boneheaded plays in the tennessee uniform he's playing elite cover corner right now number five on one side of the field Gabe judy Lolly on the other side former vanderbilt former byu cornerback gotta love the transfer portal portal error right um he's playing really good you know DeNico slaughter is a cornerback he's working his way back uh, those safeties are playing okay so Tennessee's secondary, which has always been a huge question mark, is playing pretty good football right now because of that front four. It's all tied together. So the defense is taking a step. The run game, I thought coming into the year that Tennessee would have one of the one of the deepest rooms, running back rooms in the in the um, SEC. I didn't know if it would be the best, but I knew it'd be good. And it, it's been really good. Jalen Ride's taking that step, and he is I mean, he's averaging 7.2 yards per carry. You feel really good about him, and you feel good about your number two option, Jabari Small, and then your home run hitter, who kind of kind of comes in and spells both of those guys, you throw him the football, had four touchdowns against Virginia. That's Dylan Sampson, so Tennessee feels really good about running the football and all that, so um, been really surprised with that type of stuff. A- again, going back to the quarterback, thought that there would be some more explosive plays down the field. Now, you knew Joe Milton was not Hendon Hooker. You knew you didn't have Jalen Hyatt. You knew you didn't, didn't have Cedric Tillman. Now, you've lost Brew McCoy. So you knew it wasn't going to be what it was, but I still think the lack of explosive plays down the field, 20 plus yards. Millen's one of the worst quarterbacks in the country in those statistics. So I think that's been the surprising thing, but it's been good to see the run game which I thought'd be there. It's really good to see the defense which is which is, you know, impressed me more than what I thought it'd be at this point.
1: Luke, as we look at Bama, I'm a little shocked to see. You know, they're around what eighth or ninth in the conference in rushing yards per game. I thought they'd be more dominant running the running the ball, and all the criticism that comes with Milton, of course, post the loss to Tennessee. Look, the the crazy thing is, Alabama's playing close games, but they're getting the job done. Luke, when they need a big play made, they're finding that big play to secure victory against Ole Miss, against A and M, and then of course this past week against Arkansas. Alabama fans may not like it, but the team is still finding ways to win. That's what's most important.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we don't like it for the most part. I mean, there's a, there's a contingent of Alabama fans going, "Hey, don't ever uh, look to look a win horse in the mouth." I know I sort of botched that uh, old saying, but you know what I'm trying to go. Um, it's like so, it's like a gnat. Uh, it's like a gnat
2: on a mule's ass, right? Uh, well,
0: you know, he said a gnat on a fly's ass. I was like, that is one small gnat. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I. Look, they are still winning, and they are getting better. Again, not at the pace everybody wants them to. And everybody's so used to Alabama slapping teams around that it is sort of foreign territory. We're not really sure how to react. I can't wait to go to this game and see what the the crowd's going to be like. Alabama crowds can notoriously be sort of golf-clappy, but uh, in a big game, they'll get after it as much as anybody. But so I'm hoping that that Alabama fans are really into this one at this particular game. Um, but, yeah, I, they, they, they are still winning. That's a positive. But, boy, it doesn't feel like Alabama of old. I, every now and again you'll see a, a flash. But, you know, I go back to Milro for a second, and it's so weird. It, his best plays have been when the snaps have been awful, it seems like. Uh, he, he picks up a snap that's a worm burner, and then he's able to throw a deep ball to Kobe Prentice or something. And, um, you know, the some of Alabama's biggest plays have been because of busted coverages. That's what I think is frustrating. It's great to have long touchdown plays. That's awesome. And, Mil- like, 80% of Melrose touchdowns have been over 20 yards. That's, that's, that's incredible. But it, it, it seems like most of them are due to busted coverages. And so you would like it to be more because of scheme everybody's still learning. Tommy Rees is still learning. They're they're trying to get through this thing. And, you know, right now it's a very NCAA tournament mentality. I think for Alabama survive and advance. And then hopefully if Alabama is able to maneuver their way through the rest of the schedule, which I think they can, because they do get their toughest games at home, uh, Auburn, notwithstanding, we all know Auburn uh, Jordan Hare stadium is built on an Indian burial ground made of uh, fallen UFOs. (laughs) So it weird things happen there, but If they can make it to Georgia in the SEC championship game, then, uh, you know, hey, maybe by then they've improved enough to at least give them a fight.
1: Yeah, it it feels like Milrow makes his best throws when he gets murdered back there. He gets hit, and then he just delivers like an absolute strike. It's been weird this year. All right, we'll get to more with Eric and Luke here in just a second. Key matchups coming your way in just a second right here on Locked on SEC Crossover Edition. First, I want to remind you guys this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Look, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play uh, daily fantasy sports it's just you against the numbers. It's that simple. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than. On two to six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make picks and submit your entry in less than sixty seconds. Test your skills out throughout this football season in the most exciting way possible. If you have the skills, you can turn ten dollars into two hundred fifty dollars with just a few taps. Quick withdrawals, uh, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types—that's uh, what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash LockedOnCollege. Use our promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to hundred dollars. Again, that's pricepicks.com slash locked on college. Use promo code locked on college. And uh, again, that first deposit match up to $100. It is price picks. It is daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, jumping back into it guys, as we do our crossover edition for the sec game of the week, previewing, uh, Tennessee at Alabama. We got Eric the host of Locked On Vols, Luke Robertson, host of Locked On Bama. And guys, let's dive into key matchups in this one. And this could be whatever you want. It could be the Alabama DBs covering Tennessee wide receivers. It could be the Tennessee front four trying to get pressure on that Bama O-line, which has been good, not great. Uh, we'll start with you, uh, Eric. Let's start with uh, what you think the key matchup is to watch for in this matchup.
2: Well, I think the key matchup for Tennessee, no matter what, is you, you've got to run the football, okay? You've always been a good running football team under Josh Heupel. The biggest misconception of all of college football is that Tennessee doesn't run the football, where Tennessee led the nation in rushing touchdowns a season ago and has averaged 200 yards a game under Josh Heupel. Anyway, but that that, that is, I mean, it's it's always been good. It's So far, it's been great this year. you got to run the football. And Alabama, as always, a stout against the run. That defense is good. That front, I mean, really top to bottom. Uh, that defense is really, really solid, only allowing... Uh, a little over 100 yards on the ground so far. So it's going to be tough, but you've got to run the football. you got to get Joe Milton in situations where you're second and two, take some shots, where you're third and manageable, third and four, third and five, third and three. Um, you can't play behind the sticks, and that goes into another element, and you know dealing with the crowd noise because Tennessee hasn't done that at a good job. But you've got to run the football, do what you do best, and run the football. And then secondly, obviously, if you're continuing on that offensive side, I mean, Joe Milton's going to have to complete some balls down the field. Joe Milton's going to have to pass for more than 100 yards. He's going to have to complete more than 50% of his passes. Um, you know, and, and Alabama's got a pretty pretty stout secondary. So when you're looking and you're stacking, you know, you know, Tennessee O-line, Alabama D-line. You know, Alabama front seven, Tennessee, you know, offensive skill. Pretty close in terms of who might have the edge. Um, Alabama certainly has the edge in its secondary against Tennessee's passing attack. Tennessee's just got to make enough plays to where... You're not one-dimensional, and you can make some third-down throws. So, uh, Tennessee's got to run the football for sure. Then, obviously, Joe Milton doesn't have to be Superman, but you, you've got to be better. I mean, you've, you've got to be better, certainly, than what you were last week. You can't be turning the football over like you've done in SEC play. Go back to being who you were at the beginning of the season where you weren't being spectacular, but you weren't turning the football over, and you were getting about 225 yards a game. You get that Joe Milton on the road and that in this run game behind you, I mean, that that's pretty good performance, in my opinion.
1: Luke, as we talk from the Alabama side, what's the key matchup you're watching for?
0: I mean, I think the easy answer is offensive line for Alabama versus defensive line for uh, Tennessee because, man, they do get after the passer. And uh, they're great at sacks. And Alabama's terrible at, at protecting the, the quarterback this year. I mean, just calling a spade a spade. I hate to say that, but that's just the way it is. Um, you know, James Pierce is fantastic. And you you feel like he was the guy that's the star of the defense. But in the end, I, I mean, it may be Aaron Beasley for Tennessee. Uh, the linebacker is eight tackles, eight and a half tackles for loss, a couple of sacks. I mean, he these guys are really good. And Alabama's just so green on the offensive line but I think the the other key thing is going to be special teams look Will Reichert hadn't missed a kick since he missed the kick against Tennessee and I mean you know that's got to stick in his crawl a little bit um it you look there are a million things I can say about that like why in the world we weren't running the ball to try to get it a little bit closer for him don't make me go into that again please I, I gotta I gotta get serenity now serenity now but um I think every drive needs to end in a kick for Alabama, whether it's an extra point, field goal attempt or punt. Don't turn the ball over and on the other side, get ahead early. And I, I, that's so cliche. I mean of course everybody wants to get ahead early. but I think it's really important you go back and look at uh, how Florida took a 26 to seven lead at the half or something like that. and then you make Joe Milton have to pass. and again, he can pass. He can throw it over their, them, their mountains. I mean, he can throw it a gazillion yards. The problem is sometimes it doesn't go where he wants it to go or anybody wants it to go. And if you can force him to some bad passes, get some turnovers and and get ahead, I think that's, uh, that's going to be one of the key matchups.
1: Yeah. It's, it's going to be very interesting to watch a, a couple of these things from, from different angles. I think, you know, we can kind of agree wide receiver, maybe, Still not, you know, fully impressed with wide receiving core on both sides of of, of the, te- the the ball here for both sides. But uh, I, I did want to get your thought real quick, Eric. on what do you think about? We haven't seen Joe Milton run a ton this year. Obviously, we saw he had a monster run a couple of weeks ago to start off a game. But uh, Joe Milton' running ability is that something maybe plays a bigger factor this week?
2: Yeah, I think Luke said it earlier. You know, both of these quarterbacks can run. But if I'm a if I'm a defender, if I'm a middle linebacker. Um, Jalen Milrow scares me so much more on the ground than Joe Milton does because you know Alabama's run him before and and he's he's good in that regard. Joe Milton, I believe, can be effective in that regard. Um, he just doesn't want to run. He wants to throw the football. And and Tennessee's called a couple of design runs for him. It's been successful. Um, he kept that zone read to begin the UTSA game when 80 yards that looked good. Uh, last week, he, you know, he kept a, a speed option and, and made the right read and, you know, got a first down. He took out a couple of a and defenders by running over them and and kind of got the juices flowing and kind of got some momentum and some confidence built him. So I think that's, that's big for Joe Milton. And I think that needs to be an area where um, Tennessee kind of leans into. I mean, don't give them, don't call eight, five to six design runs for Joe Milton. Call two or three. And then, you know, when things aren't open downfield, just take off and go because you are two hundred and thirty-five pounds. You're a load. So, you know, we'll see. He's he's not the fastest. He's fast enough. Um, that needs to be an area of his game to where he could help Tennessee out a little bit because again, like last game, just 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 an example of the AM game. I mean, Tennessee just couldn't do anything through the air whatsoever. So you gotta you gotta continue to add some elements to to make up for that missing yardage. And I think Joe Milton has the ability to do that, but uh Jalen Milrow, much more effective, much more dangerous on the ground than Joe Milton. But Joe Milton can get his own, in my opinion. And Tennessee needs to lean into that.
1: Luke, uh, when we talk about Alabama defensively, they've, they've been much more stout here the, the last few weeks. Really, since that, that South Florida game, after the loss to Texas, they've really turned it on. And we've seen pressure up front. Dallas Turner leads the SEC in sacks. And when we talk about teams as a you know, team sacks. Number two and number three, Tennessee and Alabama. So both these teams are getting after it and, and getting pressure. But to me, this game is going to be more about timely sacks, right? Like the big sacks on third down to to make you punt. You know, sacks on first down are great, but teams could still convert. It's those big timely sacks that are going to be important this week.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And look, at, yeah, Alabama's pass rush has definitely kicked it up a notch. Chris Braswell has been fantastic. Um, you know, Tim Keenan has been a monster on the interior. He's really – Justin Aboidby really getting after it. I mean, they, they, the defense has has really been incredible, uh, considering that the, the offense doesn't help out quite as much. I think in past Alabama defenses, while they had more talent than this defense, um, but they they knew they could be as aggressive as they want to be because on offense Alabama was going to score too. So even if they gave up something um, – the offense with behind Tua or Matt Jones or Bryce Young was probably going to score. And, um, yeah, the, the, I, I think this defense is finally coming into its own. Dallas Turner, I could make a case for him, not only be an SEC Defensive Player of the Year, but National uh, Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, Deontay Lawson is going to be key in this game. Uh, so Kool-Aid and Terion Arnold. Terion Arnold was actually just named uh, an All-American at the midseason more point by ESPN. Kool-Aid was named an All-American at the midseason point by CBS. So both of them are playing very, very well right now. And I th- but the key is going to be stopping the run game. I mean Tennessee's run game is is uh very strong and and if they can stop that, I think they can force Tennessee into turn some turnovers. Caleb Downs has been fantastic as a freshman back there. Um I think in the end he could be SEC freshman of the year. He, he's growing so much and so quickly uh, has a couple of interceptions now on the year. So um, I, I feel like that's going to be the biggest thing: is trying to force Tennessee to play from behind.
1: Yeah, it's it's so interesting when you talk about Alabama's offense. I, I couldn't believe when I was looking at the number. Alabama has scored twenty six points or less in four of their last five games. We're so used to Bama scored in the thirties and forties and even fifties under Bryce Young, and to see this offense come way back down to earth. We'll, we'll get into the numbers here, guys. But that that over under number, I think, is about around forty nine under. Under low-scoring yeah. game this week. We'll get to that in just a second. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. We'll get to score predictions coming up next. But First, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at The Jace case. Look, Jace Medical is doing their part to help you guys get ready for the unexpected. There's a lot of er uncertainty in the world today, and it's important for you to be prepared from hurricanes, earthquakes, unrest in the Middle East, tons of stuff going on. And, you know, things like that can always lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely manner. And the Jace case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics. And treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on whatever your unique needs are. Go check them out, please, and make a right decision for your family over at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Enter our promo code locked on at checkout. That will get you a $20 discount on your order. Again, that's promo code locked on at jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E. And uh, you can also buy a gift card for family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of their very own. Again, holiday season coming up very soon. So, uh, look, go take care of business and make sure you are prepared for the unexpected with the Jace case at JaceMedical.com. That's promo code locked on. Go check them out today. All right, guys, as we dive back into it here on uh, Locked Over. Locked On crossover edition, Locked On SEC, talking the SEC game of the week with Eric Kane of Locked On Vols and Luke Robinson, host of Locked On Bama. And guys, time for the moment of truth. Let's get into how you see this one playing out. What are you watching for? And ultimately, we'll get a score prediction. Eric, how do you see this one playing out?
2: Yeah, um, man, I, I just I, I think we're dialing back the clocks here. I think we're playing defense. I think we're running the football. Um man, I I just, it's, it's going to be in my opinion and watch them go score 50 plus again, but it's going to be the complete opposite of what last year was 52, 49, you know, the, the fireworks and everything. So, um, you know, defensive stops, a couple turnovers, you know, can special teams be a factor? Tennessee had a special team score last week. Uh, you'd love for that to happen again. If you're Tennessee, especially to help out an offense that's that, you know, didn't score an awful lot. So it's going to be that type of game. Um, I think Tennessee's going to run the football now. I said this going into the AM game. I was like, I have confidence Tennessee will run the football. I don't know if Tennessee will run for its average of like 230 or whatever. And lo and behold, Tennessee ran for 232 yards. Um, I don't think Tennessee will run for 230 against Alabama, but I think Tennessee will run for a, a decent amount. I think it's just going to come down to can Joe Milton make some throws on third down? And can Joe Milton, you know, hit a couple down the field to, to kind of change this game wide open? There's been, I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? I say it every, I, I say it all the time on Lockdown balls. Um, there's a couple of throws every single game to where, you know, the wide receiver drops it, or there's not a defensive pass interference called or whatever the case may be that if that ball was completed, it changes the game completely, but that's football, right? I mean, that happens every single week. So you got to connect on some of those. Um, I think Tennessee's pass rush will be a factor. Um, I don't know, man. I've never been characterized as a Homer. Never. As my, as my viewers on locked on balls, for some reason, I've just been feeling Tennessee this week. And I understand that's, that's going on the road somewhere you haven't played well at Florida didn't play well in Athens uh, didn't obviously you know got blown out in South Carolina uh, Tennessee's not been a good road team here lately but there's something about this matchup the more I've looked into it all week long I've just felt like Tennessee can win not only can win this but will win this especially if Joe Milton plays a little bit better so I reserve the right to change this tomorrow on my show I'm saying or on Friday I'm saying this right now uh give me Tennessee 2724 in a in a low scoring defensive rock fight.
1: 27-24, I like it. Um, I think that does hit the, the the over, though, on that on that one. So uh, it, it's 49 uh, is where we're sitting right now at FanDuel. Luke, uh, how do you see this one playing out? What are you watching for and uh, score prediction? You know, I, the old adage
0: that Jimmy and I say all the time is a team will play its best game a couple times a year, its worst game a couple times a year, and everything else in between is what you actually are. I'm looking for Alabama to play one of his best games this weekend because I don't think they've done it yet. Um, they hadn't put together two complete halves uh, uh, at all, um, and I feel like they can do that this week. I, I can't get the Tennessee-Florida game out of my head. Tennessee just didn't play well. They didn't handle the road very well at all. Eric's already brought that up. And that's the only road game they've been on this year. I mean, I, I guess they played in Nashville against Virginia, mm-hmm. but uh, they're leaving the friendly confines of uh, Knoxville. And they're going to be playing in Tuscaloosa. I think the crowd will be ready. I think they will be rowdy. The Alabama fans are ready to explode. I mean, they want to see this team put it together because it feels like it's been a minute since Alabama's really put it together. Like last year, uh, even with Bryce Young, who I could make the argument is the best player in Alabama history, um, he – you know, he couldn't work the magic and, and get everything going. There was just too much disjointedness, if that's a word. But I'm going to pick Alabama to win. I'm going to also go more throwback. I'm going to go 19-14, uh, which is the score from, I think, 2015 when Derrick Henry had to score late. I think it's going to be tight. Um, I, I And I, I know I've said I think Alabama's going to play one of his best games, and then I say they only get 14 po- 19 points. But – I feel like they're going to be a well-earned 19 points because I feel like this Tennessee defense is very good. And Tennessee's going to run the ball more, which is and the new rules, I think the clock's going to run a lot more. So I don't think there'll be quite as many points scored. And look, let's face it, I mean, Alabama can be quick strike. They just aren't necessarily usually quick strike. So I feel like Jalen Milrow may run the ball a little bit more. Look, he can run the ball. Everybody's got that Arkansas game last year in their head that long run he had on I think 3rd and 15 or something where he just was blazing down the field and everybody goes oh my god this guy is such a great runner. He really hadn't done much of that this year. He scored on a long run against Middle Tennessee State and he scored on a 53-yarder I think against Mississippi State. Other than that he just he's like Joe Milton, like Eric was talking about. He's a little tentative to run I think because he wants to he wants to pass so badly. But hopefully Alabama can talk him into this week saying But you got to be you. And if the running lane is there, take it. You know, I I, I just think that's the way it's going to be. And let me throw one more caveat in there that, you know, I think the coaching staff has shown a lot more confidence in Melrose in the sense that last week against Arkansas, uh, Alabama had a big lead. Then they sort of went to sleep. Arkansas comes back. And Alabama's got the ball late. You think they're just going to keep running the ball, try and run as much clock as possible, force Arkansas into their timeouts and the coaching staff trusted him to make a pass and he got nailed but he did make the pass it wasn't perfect but Knobloch went up and got it gives him a first down basically seals the game and i think little things like that help you grow even more as a quarterback you're like okay they trust me and i can now you can be more of yourself instead of trying to force yourself to be something else so i'm going to go out 19-14 and um you know just hope alabama comes out on top i'll take a 1 point win i don't care about the
1: cover so, so Eric, uh, 27-24, you were 19-14, Luke, for the, uh, for the win. I, I don't know why I saw, you know, like a close game in Tennessee setting up for the game-winning field goal and uh, like Jaheim Otis comes up and blocks it Terrence Cody style. I don't know why that went through my head. <laughs> I'll but, take it. Uh, I, I'm going to go 23-20 Alabama. I just, again, this being at home, if it was in Knoxville, I would take the Vols. I think two very evenly matched teams in a lot of different categories. It's just that edge – Bama doesn't lose to Tuscaloosa very often. They've already lost one this year. The odds of them losing another home game, well, they get LSU in two weeks too. So one of these games, you know, can Alabama survive both Tennessee and, and LSU in back-to-back games? Going to be tough, but we'll see. But uh, I'm going to defer to the home team. I did think earlier this week I was leaning more like 30-13 Alabama. I was leaning heavily that way, but I've come back down to, t- to Tennessee, and I think this one's close. But I think we can agree, guy and guys, on all three of our predictions – hammer Bama plus or or, uh, Tennessee plus the nine right yeah
2: I I think so for (laughs) sure I do have I do have one more question for Luke Chris and I'll be quick I know we got to get out of here if that's cool Uh, Luke how do you think Alabama handled the tempo each of the past two years I'll say this Tennessee's not as fast as they've been the last two years it's still gonna they're still gonna go tempo but with Joe Milton especially on the road you got your center back in Cooper Mays which is huge but on the road, Tennessee slows it down because, again, they got to try to communicate and do all that type of stuff. But still, it's going to be the faster tempo than you've seen all year if you're Alabama. How does Alabama, in your opinion, the last two years kind
0: of handle that tempo from Tennessee? Um, Pete Golding, the former defensive coordinator, I feel like uh, you know that's been part of the problem. Look, I'm not throwing Pete Golding completely under the bus. There are a lot of Alabama fans that just think he's the devil incarnate. I don't. But I also don't think he's he, he was great for Alabama. I think that it just wasn't a great marriage. And now Alabama's got a defensive coordinator in Kevin Steele that's much more aggressive. And I feel like if Kevin Steele had been the defensive coordinator for Alabama the last two years, some of those losses wouldn't have been losses. And um, that's just just my personal belief. Again, not trying to blame it all on Pete Golding, but um, that's that's just the way I think. And how will they handle the tempo? I think they'll be fine. I mean, uh, look – Tempo is sort of something you deal with most everybody now. I mean, it's not complete. Yes. Tennessee is faster than most. No, they're not as fast. As they have been just as you pointed out, but I think tempo is one of those things that everybody's sort of gotten in the groove with now. I mean, uh, you know, Oregon gets beat sometimes and they do tempo. I mean, it's just uh and they've got a lot of talent. It's just one of those things you got to deal with that you don't have to, I'd be more scared if I was facing the wishbone, <laughs> you know, nobody faces that anymore. So, um, yeah, I think they'll, they'll handle it okay. And Alabama's defense is really turning a corner. So I feel like whatever gets thrown at them, I'm very confident in. Whatever gets thrown at Will Reichert, I'm very confident in. I'm very, very, very nervous about the offensive line giving up five sacks, which is about what they do every game.
1: Yeah. Either way, guys, uh, one thing will be for sure, somebody will be smoking cigars on the field at the end of this one, whether it's Alabama or Tennessee. Going to be a great one. It's the SEC uh, game one, of the week. One more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Chris, we will not
0: throw our goalpost in the river.
1: <laughs> yeah, Still maybe. can't find
2: Tennessee. So
1: yeah. yeah I, look, Al- Alabama, we've seen a lot of schools this season rush the field and we have we scratch our head going, why are they rushing the field? Don't rush the field, Bama, if you win this one. It just you you, you should elevate yourself to a higher standard than but rushing t- the Tennessee field.
2: Tennessee last year. I mean, it'd been 15 damn years.
1: Like oh no, no. I'm it. not, and I'm yeah. not discrediting Tennessee. I'm just saying, yeah. like, when when a when a Clemson or I don't know whoever this year beat somebody who's like you know unranked or like a twentieth ranked nah, team I and you rush the field
2: I hear you like on. for sure. Now the the embarrassing part of that whole situation was Tennessee athletic director who was so good at his job he's such a good uh, you know money maker he puts out a GoFundMe after that saying hey we need a goalpost for this weekend we got a home game come on dude anyway <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> Chris that's long. <lame. laughs> it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one
1: raise the standard across the sec less rushing the field all right we just we can admit it was a great ball game let's turn around and go home and we don't need to rush the field but anyway gonna be a heck of a uh, game third saturday in october gonna be a good one for eric kane locked on vols luke robinson locked on bama i'm chris gordy locked on sec this has been Bama vol sec crossover edition of locked on and uh want you guys to keep it locked right here on the locked on college channel every friday we'll have the locked on college preview breaking down the whole world of college football that's coming your way on friday we'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on locked on sec locked on balls and locked on bam